Dad, we welcome to the Michael Three Friday Hour on every podcast provider in the world. I am—you'll never guess. You'll never guess who I am. I'm Michael Dupree. I'm the host of the show. Oh man, it's July, guys. July, guys. We are we are halfway through 2018. Can you believe it? It's gross. It's 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 wild. It's wild. It's twenty. Like I still feel like twenty seventeen is like still coming. You know, like right. I still feel like twenty seventeen is still yet to come, and we're already halfway through twenty eighteen. I think I saw the best meme for this. It was um, January had like the longest line, and it's like the rest of it just so short. Yeah, it was like January didn't end. Right, Jan- Yeah, the winter felt like forever. Like, well, it was forever. But then once that passed, like, it's mm-hmm. been just, like, shooting. It's already freaking halfway through the summer, practically. Yep. And, man, I'm telling you, like, fall's going to come, and then, then it's, like, it's, it's basically, by the time this episode's released, it'll be Christmas. <laughs> like, Pretty, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's it's wild. And I know it's cliche to be like, oh, man, the years go by so fast. But, look, at the end of this year, it'll only be one year until it's 2020. It only will only be we're only a year and a half away from the twenties, you guys. That's true. It will be saying, "Oh, we're in the the twenties." I don't think it'll be the roaring twenties. Right. I think it's it's gonna be different. It'll be a different kind of twenties. But I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, you guys, like, hold your loved ones tight. Like it's <laughs> you know the end is coming. It is. <laughs> it's coming oh, soon. Kind of hope it comes before the twenties. You think you you hope so? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I, that's that's true because I just I don't want to see all the uh, hindsight's twenty twenty memes. Oh, I didn't even think about. I that. I don't want to see. I, I you know that's that. going to be the Democrats' oh. slogan in twenty twenty. Oh no, you know it. And they're going to lose the election again because of that slogan. Oh shit! They're going to be like, uh, "Wow, what a bad choice you made in twenty sixteen." Guess hindsight's pretty twenty twenty. I'm not going to be surprised if the last name of the person running is pretty. Pretty is 2020. Wait, no. Hi, no, his last name's going to be Hindsight. Okay. <laughs> My joke got lost there. Hindsight is 2020. They're going to they're gonna create a candidate out of like a lab. Yeah. All the pieces with, of with all beakers the great Democratic presidents. And chemicals. And they're going to create a candidate named Hindsight. John Hindsight. He's going to look like Reagan, though. I hope so. We, I'd like to see Reagan versus Trump. <laughs> Death I, I, honestly... Mm-hmm. Trump would win. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. In a in a fist fight to the death. Oh, in a fist fight to the death. I thought you meant in an election. Oh, in an election. Yes, an I, election, agree. I agree. Trump I agree. I hundred percent agree. Um, in a fist I fight. thought we were talking about a death match. <laughs> in a death match, Reagan would definitely win. Um, right? He's like a cowboy. Uh, he he was a cowboy in his prime. I don't think Trump's ever plunged a toilet. I don't. Ra- know. I, I'm definitely pretty sure Trump has at least punched a wife or two. So punched. Yeah, you're true. So you're true. He's he's got some. A little bit of. But he has very small hands. That's true. And That's true. Reagan, I don't think, did. Right. You really think Trump could beat Reagan in a fist fight? 
Well, now, I'm, now I'm, well, I didn't know we were talking fist fights. Like I said, I thought we were well, talking yeah, elections. I would, I, I, we're, we are totally on the same page as far as elections yeah, go. Okay. Like, in a fist fight. Um, I think the people who are the Reagan fanboys are uh, a thing of the past. I think it's all Trump now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be hard to beat Trump in 2020. It is going to be very hard to beat <laughs> yeah, Trump in 2020. I that's really do. A disgusting. Not to thought. depress any, but that's what <laughs> I'm saying. We guys, we got to stop it before 2020. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping the world ends before 2020. Right. Exactly. That we don't have to see him reelected. Yes. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, I think I think I think I, you're right. Reagan would win in a fist fight. I yeah, I just don't see. I don't see. I don't. I can't think of many people who would lose to Donald Trump in a fist fight. I can't think of a lot of people who I think would lose. I think a, 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 a an 11 year old would, would beat Donald Trump in a fist fight. That's true. I no. I, the only person I think he could beat is a paraplegic, and I wouldn't put it past him to punch one of them in the face. I don't. I wouldn't. Either. I think like, he probably has. He probably has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's your president in 2021, guys. Awesome. It's gonna be it's gonna be 2024 before Donald Trump's not our president anymore. That's if he's not our president anymore. Like that, I mean, he could get rid the, of the at uh, the rate we're going. He could, he could. All hail. I don't think he's smart enough for that, but all <laughs> hail, all hail our Lord and Savior. If you've never listened to the Michael the Free Variety Hour before, it is an arts showcase and comedy show where we feature in political show. <laughs> Only when the arts squares around. <laughs> where we feature local musicians, poets, painters, poets. I say I always say poets twice on accident. Uh, we don't have sculptors. I've never had a sculptor. On th- Do you know any sculptors? I don't. I, well, it, Charlie is sculpted, though. But he's not a sculptor. He's not a sculptor. He wouldn't no. be like, oh, uh, people wouldn't be like, hey, hey, Charlie, what do you do? And he'd be like, oh, I, I make music. I'm in the band, the Picassos, and the Arsonist Choir. Uh, My running youth. Uh, and every and other band. Uh, I'm also a sculptor. <laughs> right. Like, he probably would not say that. That's true. That's probably true. not. He's sculpted, so. Oh, man. Um, so, currently, at this moment in time, I am joined by Dan Lowe, Spelled like Lowe's, yes. the department store. Yes. No uh, is that a department Lowe's a department store? It's so a home improvement store. It's a home store. improvement store. Um, yes. And he is of the band The Arsonist Choir. Mmm, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'll be I'll be better in a couple hours because I'll be uh I'm heading to Three Stacks Fest. Ooh, nice. That's awesome. Yes. Where is that at? It's uh, out in Lansing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh, are you, are you performing? Or are you I just, wish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we're just going to, uh, Against Me is playing. And oh, I, yeah. I favorite, so. That's awesome. Yes. I've, I have not, I've been against an, an Against Me fan since like seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I have never seen them live. Yeah. Dude, they just played the Trumbull Plex the other day. I know. It was, like a, it was like a surprise show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a secret show. Like what? I got to meet her again. Oh, my God. I think it was like fourth time that like we've met her or so. She's but. one of the coolest vocalists. Oh, she's amazing. Like, unbelievable like her voice is incredible yes um that's that's a lot of fun yeah, so you just saw her the other day saw yeah. them the other day and gonna go see him again gonna see him again yeah. <laughs> that's awesome this will be i think number nine or so that we that i've seen them. wow yep. so you're a big against me fan Huge. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very good very good and so you are of the arsonist choir uh tell me who, like who you are what you do in the band uh and if you were to have hmm if you had to pick some public service job to do, um, but you had to do it uh, blind, <laughs> which one would it be? Okay, so tell you who I am first. Yes. Um, I, uh, I got, I, maybe I should start preparing what, <laughs> what I'm going to ask people about that part, because I right. always dump myself. All right. All right. So um, I do the uh, 
I'm the vocalist and guitarist. Um, I am the main songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, we collab on a few songs, the three of us. But uh, it's mostly me just sitting on my couch with my guitar writing songs. Nice. And then take it to them, and they figure out the rest of it. Yeah, like, all right, it's <laughs> yeah, on you guys. Yeah, yeah, Come back when you have a song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more, more or less. Like, like, this is what I have. What can you add to it? Yeah. So Awesome. But, yeah. Uh, so the name of the band is the Arsonist Choir. Yes. Uh, why? <laughs> um, it's really embarrassing how I got it. Really? Um, I like. A, is it? Are you nude at any point in the story? Um, I can be for sake of storytelling. Yeah. Okay. So, so everybody, <laughs> uh, first of all, look up a picture of Dan Lowe and then uh, remove the clothing that he has on with your mind, uh, and then picture the story. So that way, I was watching Sonic Highways, uh, which was the Foo Fighters. Special on HBO. What is it called? Sonic Highways. Oh, I thought you said Sedic Highways. No, I was like, Sonic that's Highways. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> they, um, it was the name of their album, and they uh, they did a show where they went around the country and recorded songs for this album. Mm-hmm. And the first song on the track, the first episode I watched, um, he said the line "The Arson Squire." Oh. I forget the the full line, but I'm like, that's a really cool name. And we had just basically ended our our band before that called Doctor Atomic, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Well, this kind of goes with it. Like it's the next step. It's it's more. It's, it it gives me more uh, freedom in it. You know, I, with Doctor Atomic, I felt very boxed in by what I was doing. Yeah. So I figured the Arsenal Square was more of a broader. I can go heavy and set things on fire, but I can also pull it back and be really, you know, lighter. Nice. And so. then you put on pants and you call uh, up someone yep. and, and and told them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you put on uh, Do you put on pants first or underwear first? Do I put on pants or underwear first? Yeah. <laughs> I, there's a there's a common answer. To, uh, there's a common, usually people put underwear, then yeah, pants on. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Do you do different? No, I don't. I okay. don't. I should try, try it, though. No, probably yeah. not. It probably wouldn't be that easy to do. <laughs> I'm not saying I do or know anyone who has, right. but I'm just curious. All right. All right. You know, do you put your pants on like everybody else? I do. Very good. I do. One leg at a time? Yes. Do you lay on your back like a baby and put them on at the same time? No, it's it's way too early to try and do anything other than just I stumble into my pants, basically. Because I I don't even – I don't wear pants in my apartment at all. I try not to. I try to avoid it. And so, like, the second my door closes, just I drop my pants right by the door. (laughs) And put it in a rigging system so when you're walking out, you just put your feet in. Basically. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) That's smart. Because, I mean, I work at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning half the time, so I'm – Still sleeping when I'm walking out the door. So the easiest way to put pants on is you go to sleep way. at five o'clock in the morning. Is that what you said, or no, you I, wake I, up? I wake up. Oh, be to work at five o'clock. Oh, okay, in the morning, good, so. <laughs> good. Like a like a good wholesome American. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what time do you go to bed? Uh, like midnight or one o'clock. So I do not. So you sleep for two and a half hours. Yeah, basically. Oh my god, every night. Yes, and it's catching up to me because I've your hair's it. turning pink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, when did you start uh, making music? Um, I've actually always been writing songs since I was about, about 10. Really? Um, just, I Like, did you have, did you know any instruments then or? I, no, I didn't, I didn't actually have my first instrument until I was 12. Oh, wow. So I just was writing lyrics and just singing. Um, they were, you know, there was, there were some weird songs. Um. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I've been there. (laughs) I did the same thing when I was 10. I wrote this song that was like about freedom. That was like, oh, you just gotta be free. It was, uh, it was like really rough. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I I wrote I wrote a Christian rock song oh. when I was ten because I went pretty hard into Catholicism because my really? family is really Catholic and um, it was a pretty uh, a pretty spiritual ish song and 
I showed it to a teacher when I was in fifth grade, and she was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing, and, like, did it for the class. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. So did like, the class I, like it? I, I, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I <laughs> they I were a bunch know. of 10-year-olds. Yeah, so. so they don't like anything that wasn't what, oh, Britney Spears. Whatever Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. That was hot. Was it? Oh, fuck. That was. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what? How old are you? I'm 28. Yeah, that was around yeah. the time Limp yeah. Biscuit was big. Yep. <laughs> wow. I, I was looking through an old, like, uh, elementary school yearbook thing. It mm -hmm. wasn't exactly a yearbook, but, like, a class book. And it was like, what's your favorite song? Most, almost every one of the guys said, uh, uh, one of the songs, like My Way or Rollin', uh, yeah, by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> wow. Or something by Kid Rock. About what to bow. Yep, yep. Anyway, so you, you, after, after you performed a concert for your, your class. And I, I didn't perform. My teacher, my teacher sang it. Oh, your teacher yeah, sang teacher it. took it and sang it to the that class. That is rough. That's your first rough. time experiencing copyright infringement. Right. Wow. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. And then like, I wrote like a bunch and they were, uh, you know, I was 10. You were 10 year old so, writing Christian rock songs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. And then I, I did, actually didn't start up again until, uh, it was. Were you the original uh, songwriter for Shinedown? Was I the original? <laughs> Um, I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. That's all um, I needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't start writing until I was, uh, so few, you know, a few years, a few years later, I was uh, mm -hmm. in seventh grade. My friends like, let's start a band. I'm like, cool. We don't own any instruments. They're like, that's okay. I'm like, cool. Cool. <laughs> let's just, let's do that then. So I wrote a bunch of songs for them and then they made fun of me because they were like, well, these are pop songs. I'm like, that's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know. So, but yeah, and then, uh, they, they progressed. What kind of that. wait? What kind of music were they trying to make? Um, we were really in the Slipknot, so we were trying to do a Slipknot style band. <laughs> I, I mean, Slipknot with pop lyrics could work. I can imagine Slipknot I, doing I, a Britney I'd, Spears I'd, cover. I'd be into it. I would be too. <laughs> I can hardly understand half the things they're saying anyway. No, That's, no offense, Corey Taylor. No, he's he's great. He's he's a great vocalist. Mm -hmm. Stone Sour sucks, but really, yeah, I'm not I, a fan. I, I was about I, to I, say I, I had a Stone Sour face. I did too. I did too. And this this new this new stuff is just like oh, it's a little campy. Oh, I've not heard of their new yeah, stuff at all. You know, there's one song by Stone Tower that I still do really like. Which one's that? Inhale. I know it, but I haven't. I haven't it's heard like that a, one in a while. Come on and talk. See the broken man talking yep, to remember. himself. <laughs> it's got meaning to me. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I used to cry to bother. Oh my god! I forgot about that yeah. song. <laughs> Yeah, I used to cry myself to sleep and during the summer between nice. uh, sophomore year and junior year. That sounds about right. So, yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> yep. So uh, uh, so tell me about how like the band formed because it, it just started as you, right? Um, no, actually, I the, the band formed. It was basically a spinoff of one of the original projects that Charlie was a part of mm -hmm. called No Hope. And I, was, I played bass for him, just did backing stuff. And I was like, man, I want to do my own stuff again. So... We, I basically just, uh, an old friend of mine from high school, um, we had always just played together. So, um, we, I brought him back and made up with Charlie. I, I played bass, he was playing guitar, and we just kind of played a few songs. Um, the original, the original, original, um, version of this band never went anywhere, never did anything, never played any shows, we never recorded anything. So, our first EP is actually songs from that band. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and pretty shitty. Yeah, pretty shitty. Yep, that's all Doctor Atomic and beforehand. Um, oh wow! But uh, we just never had the means to do anything with it beforehand. Um, but yeah, I, I was—I never did this by myself. I—I I, I wouldn't 
be able to because I just really? did not have the courage to if it wasn't for like Charlie and then Trevor joining us as well. So yeah. that was a big driving factor. In when this. did uh, Trevor join? Uh, Trevor joined originally, um, I think, I think just before our first years, I think 2015. Um, he joined in November after his band Lane Bowl broke up and he was just about to start out my drowning youth. And I was like, Hey, come play with my band. Play with me. You're, you're cool. And I like you and you're a friend. And when you, uh, go to do brand band practice, do you like go and knock on their door and ask their mom, like if they can come out and play? <laughs> no, I just, I just sneak into Charlie's basement. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Sneak in? I mean, I don't sneak. It's, it, it's, it's like not attached to the house. So oh, okay. we can just kind of get in without bothering anybody. Do you like so. sneaking through like those little windows? Like above the basement. I can't fit through a window. Me neither. So. <laughs> they have to make special make windows for me to fit right. through. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what is this uh, first song that you'll be performing for us? Um, it's a song called Louder. Um, I had a, had a few personal problems um, uh, last November. Mm-hmm. Um, depression really kicked my ass. So, I, uh, I took a lot of time off. And we had only played two shows after that. We had uh, three, three shows. And uh, the first of the year, I came around, I was just desperately trying to write music. I could not write anything. And this was, I think, the second song I'd come, out, or come with, up with. And it just, well, it's, it's one of my favorites I've written. Awesome. And it's just a very, it's really anthemic. Just anyone who's ever felt like that they don't matter amongst their friends. And because I felt that, you know, just through depression. So. All right. Yeah. So here is Dan Lowe with the Ars. I almost called you the Acoustic Choir. <laughs> the Acoustic Arsonist Choir with Louder. I'm dying to know Does it get any louder in here? Cause I don't think my thoughts can drown out the silence And I don't want to feel alone tonight Never be where you want to go So turn off the radio And sing what's in your soul Cause we're the ones that they wrote off And now we're here to settle the score And live our lives louder than before Cause we're the ones that they wrote off And now we're here to settle the score Sing along to your every line Be lost in your eyes for the longest time I don't care, we'll make it somehow Lift our voices louder now I want to sing along to your every line For the longest time But I don't care So we'll make it somehow Lift our voices louder now Cause we're the 
ones that they wrote off And now we're here to settle the score And live our lives louder than before Cause I'm dying to know Does it get any louder in here? Wow, that was powerful, Thanks. strong, brave. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the, the the songwriting process. Like uh, you mentioned it a little bit, but like what what inspires you to like sit down and like start going? Um, I don't know. I just 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 I, I boredom mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, just sitting there, just playing the guitar. The guitar. Um, I don't do a whole lot of of planning out. I just, it's, I, I don't have it in me to, I'm, I procrastinate too much. So I just, while I'm at work half the time, I'm just like playing with words and just like, okay, what sounds good? What does this line work? Does this? And, uh, oh, I, my processes change a lot. I used to be yeah. able to just, I, I remember using songwriting as a, uh, a, school, uh, a tool to escape school. Yeah. Cause I just was so bored sitting there. So I just would write songs and, uh, I don't have that anymore. So. You don't have bore, boring old school? No. So I, I have boring old work where I have to do a whole lot of work, and I'm just constantly yelled at. So I don't have a whole lot of time for free thinking. Um, but when I do, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll usually type out type out the line in my, my phone, and hopefully the rest comes later that day. If not, it sits there until the rest comes. And, uh, yeah, I, I then then I just throw a guitar part to it. I don't really play no guitar parts. Anytime I do, they end up getting scrapped because mm-hmm. nothing fits it so, really yeah if i i just can't plan anything out do you ever uh, you you talking about school reminded me like of this thing i was thinking of on the way here <laughs> do you ever think about how neat it would be uh to go back to elementary school like in your elementary school body and you're just going through elementary school again but you just have your brain and like you're I, just smart I, and you're the smartest person in the whole school i'd probably still fail <laughs> you think so <laughs> Because I, I, I wouldn't care. I would If I had this brain, I wouldn't pay attention. Like, I know this. I'm good. I got this. And then would go to take a test. <laughs> like, oh, shit, what's two plus two? You're like, wait, wait. I don't remember. I don't remember who Andrew Jackson was. I remember all the lyrics from My Chemical Romance. But I can't for <laughs> the like, life of me. They're like, what's My Chemical Romance? That <laughs> right. doesn't exist. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, no. Which then you could start My then Chemical Romance. Then you could start romance, My Chemical Romance. fine. That's probably what I would do. In fourth grade. I would drop out of school in fourth grade. And just remember all these lyrics, write them down, and just start that band before I Gerard <laughs> Gerard Way's like writing his word. He's like writing writing out his heart, like writing their first album, and then he's like, oh, I gotta sit back and relax. And he turns on MTV, and the song he just wrote is being played by an eleven right. year old. Right, it'd be great. Or <laughs> any band like Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day. Like I could take any other stuff. Not Green Day. Green Day was around before I was. I think Blink One Eighty Two was around. Yeah, but if I can get it just a little before them, I think just, just the day before. Yeah, just the day before. <laughs> I just put it out. <laughs> Like, oh, no. Who is this kid? <laughs> he got access to my journal. I guess I got to start Angels and Airwaves now. Oh, brother. <laughs> I mean, it might have been better then. Maybe. Yeah, it might have yeah. given him more time to work on Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. That would have been good with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you said you had taken some, you guys had taken some time off of uh, performing, but you are in the midst of like a, kind of a string of shows right now. Yeah, we're, uh, we're really trying to push out a few shows. Um, yeah. Uh, Tell me about that's been like uh, just kind of like getting back into it. It's been fun. We haven't had a bad show yet. We used, nice. we used to have a bad show every once in a while, um, but we've all been solid. Um, nice. We still have one more chance to do a bad show. Oh, let's hope not. Let's <laughs> hope not. Because this, this potentially could be our last show for for a minute. Really? Um, 
just to take some time off for again for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so hopefully we can go with a bang. I mean, we're playing with our friends Labor Day weekend, so it'll be a good show anyways. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I I missed it being yeah. on stage. It's just a good time, especially with my best friends. It's we just have a connection I don't see in a whole lot of other bands. Like, That's awesome. So it's yeah, it's really cool. You know how long your break might be? Um, I don't know because I I, we're, I think we're still gonna play a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely a full full on reunion at probably Krampus Fest if we can get it up this year. Oh, nice. So so around like November-ish? Uh, yeah, probably early December, early mid-December. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so you have you ever played any like weird venues, like weird kind of shows that like maybe you knew they were going to be weird going into it or then they were just kind of wild or you just kind of went to a venue and it was just wacky or strange? I mean, anytime we play the Ritz is just not a good time. I'm not familiar with that. No, I'm not familiar with the Ritz. <laughs> they changed your name, and I'm not going to say their new name because I don't want I don't want them to hear this. And hey, stop talking about us. Mm. I, I badmouth them on stage once, really? so they don't like at me. at the, at, at the sh- yeah at the show in the middle of the show. I was like, oh, we're playing the shits again. And, um, that's just it's 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 just a dive bar. It smells. It's just it's mm. gross. The food made us sick. Um, yeah. no, I haven't played. Trying to think, because I, I used to be in complainer as well, and we've we've gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've we've gone on tour, so I'm trying to trying to think. I played the back room, like literally, like the back room of some venue uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania, which was weird. It's a good show, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Is complainer still doing stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah I just I, I I took time away to do this. Yeah. Because uh, I love complainer. Oh yeah, they're great. They're great guys. Good, good group of guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the, later on, you'll be performing a, a new song uh, for us, right? Yes. Our newish uh, unreleased song. Yeah, it's, uh, actually, the next two are going to be unreleased. Oh, yes. okay. Yep. Cool. Um, so are you planning on releasing any new album, records, EPs? We've been trying to record ourselves because recording is just a fund I don't have. Yeah. Um, and working retail. But, um yeah, we're we're trying. We we got a few demos here and there. Uh, we're we're gonna shoot for s- hopefully the end of summer. Nice. Um, at least one song. We we were trying to get one song out by our, our show on July fifth, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We were gonna do our, our song called "This Is America," which is uh, was written before the Childish Gambino one. See, you you had to you, like another one of situations. Right. Should have written one. it. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> I did write it first though. I oh, just didn't man. get to release it first. It's um, not the same lyrics, is it? No. It's okay. Not good. The same lyrics. Um, <laughs> No, but it's 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 definitely the same feel. So, cool. Yeah, um, but we were, we were trying to shoot for that. I, I I've got at least the next EP and, and half an album planned out. So nice. Been busy. So, an EP and a half album that will end up being a full album. Right, or it could just be two EPs. <laughs> two EPs, yeah. So <laughs> either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is this next song that you'll be uh, performing called? Uh, we're gonna do uh, "Bridges Are for Burning." Bridges are for burning. Yeah. Are they? Um, they kind of feel a shitty person. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, <laughs> tell me about the song. Um, the song is actually a bunch of pieces of, of other songs I had uh, written, and I just kind of was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piece these together because like they're not they're not going anywhere on their own. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being uh, about people who are just uh, using call out culture to their own benefit and hiding their own shitty behavior mm-hmm. and basically you know ruining the lives of their friends around them and hurting other people while trying to protect 
you know, quote unquote protect, but you know, end up hurting still. Roger so, that. Yeah. So here is Bridges Are for Burning by the Arsonist Choir. Swinging for the fences, but I got a lousy arm. I've been digging through these trenches, trying to disarm my mouth, moping him up too far and letting all of my secrets out. Driving the wrong way Down a one-way street With a brick on the gas And I'm passed out in the backseat Looking for the prettiest place To lay my wreck tonight Cause I burn bridges just like dollar bills the thrill You're not so high When you never look down Heck yep, that was very very smooth, Thanks. very fresh. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for being on the show, Dan. Thank you for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure, uh, a lot of fun. I, I hope you guys uh, have a not horrible July fifth show at Fireside I hope so Inn as well. Uh, where can people find more from you guys? Um, if you follow us on on Facebook, uh, it's facebook.com slash the official arsonist arsonist choir because mm-hmm. there's another one. Um, so God we're the official. It. We're the official one. Um, I'm also on Instagram at the Arsenal Squire. Uh, it's mostly my personal mm-hmm. page, but um, we have pretty shitty on Bandcamp. It's free or pay what you want. You don't have to pay for it. It's really shitty. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being on the lookout for some new music coming, yes, maybe towards the end of summer. Hopefully, we're trying really hard. So nice. And uh, like I mentioned, you can find the Arsenal Squire at the July 5th Fireside Inn uh, in Redford. Yes. My hometown. All right. Maybe mm. I'll be there. Maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll go back 
home. See, the thing about going to like a dive bar in your hometown is there's a good chance you're going to run into someone you went to high school with. That's why I don't play my hometown. That's the thing. Like I have, <clears throat> I pride myself on never having gone to a bar in That's Redford. Fair. That's totally I've fair. never been to a bar in Redford and I don't. But the thing is a lot of the people that I went to high school with uh, go to the White Rhino in Redford, which is like a big old sports bar. There you go. It's, so I don't know if they'll go to the, the this fireside in place seems a lot more cool, yeah. chill. So we'll see. So cool. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much thank for being you. on the show. I uh, ha- had a, have a safe drive up to Lansing. Yes. And we will be back after this with Jeremiah X. He is an abductee survivor. Oh. A alien abductee survivor, I should clarify. <laughs> Back Either way, that'd be an interesting story. It will, yeah. <laughs> One is less sad, though, I probably. Right. I hope. We'll see. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Welcome, everybody, in the world, back to the Michael Debris Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. I just got a very strong uh, hunger pain, hunger pang in my stomach, and I I need to get something to eat after this. I'm telling you that right now. It's July 2nd, you guys. We're... We're making it. We're making it. We just got done talking with Dan Lowe of the Arsonist Choir. They're, he's a very nice, very beautiful, kind, sweet, gentle gentleman. And now we are joined by someone who may be just as sweet, as gentle. He definitely looks way more despondent. Um, you got you have uh, a, a kind of darkness in your eyes. Not in like an evil way, but in like a, you've seen things. Yes, I have, Michael. I've I've seen the truth. The truth. Yes. Um, and your name is Jeremiah X. X. No last name. Um, Redacted. I'm, exactly. I'm in the process of redacting my name from all uh, legal documents. Interesting. So well, that, and, and why is that? Uh, so they can't find me. Who who uh, who is they? What? Why do you ask? Um. Are you are you one of them? No, I'm I'm interested because you're on on my show, and I'm just trying to. Get a whole story. You know the the they the over the ever looming darkness mm-hmm. that uh, just looms over our our world, our government. You know the shadow behind our government that controls everything. Hmm. You know, I'm not familiar. I'm not. You know, I'm not talking lizards Good. or any of that bullshit. Good. You know, Good. it's just um, aliens. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm here to tell the truth. It's aliens. You you have experienced aliens. Yes. In um, hmm. September of 2016, I was um, hanging with some friends of mine, you know, just chillaxing on a beanbag chair like one does. And um, I was plucked from this reality by aliens, and they showed me the truth. You're hanging on a beanbag chair. Yeah. Did you say you were inside or outside? 
Um, I, I, I was outside. We were outside. It was a, it was outside a, being bad, a backyard barbecue. A soiree. Grill. Yeah, you could call it a soiree. That's mm-hmm. an apt term, you know, just bean bag chairs about, hacky sacks, dirt bags, frisbees, mm-hmm. hot dogs. Were you one of the dirt bags? Aliens. Oh, wow. Wow, just cutting deep, Michael. <laughs> you called everyone just else their dirt bags. No, I... Yeah, Oh, you're I mean, talking like about bags of dirt. Yeah, like oh, a, you know, it's <laughs> like a it's a form of hacky sack. Jeez. Oh, I apologize. Just cutting right into my character. <laughs> I, I didn't. Just, I wasn't suggesting an, you were. I was asking you. Another you non-believer. No, I, I didn't. Okay, look, I didn't say I was a non-believer. I, okay, I am skeptical. Sorry. I am sorry. skeptical. Uh, as, you, as you should be. Mm-hmm. Never take anything as at face value. Do your own research. Yes. Uh, so you, okay. So you say that you were hanging out, you were hanging at the soiree uh, on a beanbag chair. Yes. And you said you were plucked from this reality or you like uh, kind of the classic image of like a light appeared in the sky and drew you up. Um, it, I don't know. It's, it was it was really hard to hard to discern. You know, it was uh, it wasn't anything natural. You know, it wasn't like the movies. It wasn't yeah. like a, there was no tractor beam. Right. There was no Scotty. It was just one second. No I was just relaxing, you know, uh, hanging out with my friends, eating, a, eating a brat. No, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. You don't I'm, drink anything. No, I, I mean, I drink water, obviously, Michael. But Good. I wasn't drinking any alcohol, if that's what you mean. But And then suddenly, before I know it, I'm on a spacecraft. And these these creatures are projecting information into my brain and other places. And... You know, before I know it, my eyes are open to the, the, the truth. So did you, do you remember seeing aliens? Oh, absolutely. Were you like on, you were on a spaceship? Yes, absolutely. What do they look like? Um, have you ever seen Space Jam? Um, yes. Okay, for a second there, I thought you were going to say no. and that's No, I, I've seen it's it. Totally I was trying to... I'm trying to anticipate what you're about to say. Are you saying that they looked like Looney Tune characters? No, more so the the monsters. Oh, the alien yeah, the aliens. Pretty much exactly like that. Before yeah. or after the uh, the basketball game? Before, the before for sure. The, oh, they yeah, were tiny little guys. It's actually based on um, true events. You know, Space Jamis. Yeah, really. Yeah, they. Uh, that's actually something that they do. It's they were never defeated. Oh, that's just to let you believe that you know, like that it was all you know a, a victory of mankind. When actually it wasn't. So the aliens that you're referring to, uh, they sapped uh, pow- their power, or they... But wait, they didn't sap their power from a famous basketball player? No, it's more so that they um, they come to Earth and they assume the physical form of celebrities and popular mm. pop icons, you know, political figures, so that's powerful That's not what people. Space Jam's about. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a loose it's a loose, it's a loose in, representation. Yeah, exactly. It's a loose representation because they can't show you the actual reality because it would it would break your brain, hmm. you know. So okay, so you were on the spaceship, and how long were you there for that you remember? Um, as far as I was I I was concerned, time didn't exist. You know, what would that feel like though? Um, it just, it, it felt like peace. Oh, really? You know, it felt you like... Weren't, you weren't scared? Um, no, actually. I mean, Weird. I was I was overwhelmed, to be honest. But um, when you're, when you're like, looking out at the stars and these beings of a higher intelligence are just projecting into your, your mind, you just, you feel a sense of ease, you know? Like, you, I felt safe. I felt like, um, almost like uh, when, you're a, when you're a child... 
and you're you're somewhere with your parents, you know, and you just feel like nothing bad could happen, mm-hmm. you know, just very comfortable. Interesting. And uh, so you couldn't say like you were there for days or or weeks or no. I mean, they 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 took me through time mm-hmm. and they showed me things, you know. What kind of things? Um, they showed me uh, they showed me a time uh during the pyramids when when they um first made contact with our race mm-hmm. they actually um they they brought um marijuana to the people and they showed us you know how to use it to enhance our mind you know the story of prometheus mm-hmm. is actually just a representation of that occurrence interesting you know they uh so are you saying all uh alien movies alien related movies are real um, based on truth stories? don't be don't be ridiculous michael don't be ridiculous. N- not all of them. No, but a lot of our—you'd be surprised at how much of our mythology and stuff is inspired, you know, by uh, these extraterrestrial beings because they—they—they hmm. they, they want they want us to be almost vaguely or subconsciously aware of their ever looming presence, you know, mm-hmm. like almost like you know advertise it, but in a way that's subliminal. But so when, when they do actually decide to reveal themselves that, so that everyone will feel that same calming, you know, uh, safe feeling that I felt. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, so what, what was it like when you came back? Did you just black out or did they kind of drop you back on earth? So, suddenly I was, I was, in the back in the beanbag chair at the same soiree. Yeah, the same soiree, but I had no clothes on. Oh. Did yeah. anyone notice that you had been gone? Um, they they said that I had been I had been screaming. Oh, I'd been really? running around the yard. Um, there were hot dogs and bratwurst just strewn about. I apparently had knocked over a grill. You know. So you're so you were still there at the soiree. So they say. Hmm. I guess so. Did you have any bruises or bumps on your body? Markings? Um, um, no, not not any signs of the signs of the uh, from the from the the aliens. Mm-hmm. No, they left no mark, but they left the mark in my spirit, in my soul, and oh. in my mind. You know, from then on, I I mean, obviously, I wasn't in, I wasn't invited back no. the following year. You were not invited to, back. No, I was not. That's a shame. Yeah, it I seems just, like you don't have very forgiving friends. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate that. That's really insightful of you. Especially since it doesn't seem like it was uh it was exactly your fault. Right. That this happened. Right. See if more people thought like you, Michael, then it would be a better place. Exactly. Absolutely. And the, then more people would believe and our society would be more uh aptly prepared yep. for the end times. Mm-hmm. Which I, I heard you talking about with yes. your previous guests. Yes, you know you're 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 absolutely correct. The end times are coming. They are near. How near? Um, are I'd, we, I'd are say we going to see 2020. Uh, yeah, I'd say 2020. I'd say it, as soon as 2020. Um, you know, I've as been, soon as 2020. I've been I've been I've been projecting um, to I've been trying to reconnect and communicate so that they can pass on the information so I can warn everybody. Mm-hmm. But. Um, uh, it seems that they have a plan for us. Nice. I don't know exactly what it is. You know, they're kind of vague. They don't. They don't tell you uh, everything exactly. You know, it's kind of. Uh, it's like they. It, they just. 
it's almost like a, a, a rule. You know, they can't, if they just told you everything, I feel like my head would just pop. You know, just seeing them alone was amazing. Ex- exactly. What, did they look like cartoon characters? No, I mean. They look three-dimensional. Right, absolutely. Uh, very three-dimensional. Uh, almost fourth-dimensional. What does that mean? Because you know, you like, have you ever seen a tesseract? How it kind of moves within itself? Mm, let me let me look up tesseract. It's almost like they... Um, it's a band. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they uh, they were existing on one more than one plane of existence. What does that feel like to perceive? Because I don't think I didn't think we'd be able to perceive a, a fourth dimension. Oh no! Uh, only in that moment they they oh. opened up my mind to allow me to perceive it. You Interesting. know, yeah. It was uh, it was it was. I don't want to say painful, but I felt it in my entire body, deep deep within deep you within me. Felt it me. like in in your loins. In my loins. In my uh, buttocks, that's separate from your loins, right? Yeah, yeah. My my buttocks, my chest, my stomach, my nipples, just completely all over. Wow. Yeah, just like a, like a consistent vibration. Interesting. Uh, now, I have a question, and I don't want to offend you. I don't want you to. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, and I'm not trying to discount anything that you're saying. You know, I am on board. You're not. You're not my first you skeptic. I'm on board that you experienced. I have tough skin, Michael. What Just you perceived. Go ahead. I'm not saying you are a, a dirty liar. Okay. My question is: Do you ever? Have you ever? Do you ever? Or were you uh, experimenting with any sort of hallucinogenic uh, drugs? How dare you? <laughs> I I can't. <laughs> You know, I mean, may, in my time, I may have dabbled in some marijuana and some dabs and maybe even, maybe even some DMT. Okay. But that has nothing to do with my experience. Now, were you experimenting? And like, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to paint a full picture mm-hmm. so we can get an understanding. So yeah. we're, we're completely uh, honest and open and so we can get to the bottom of this. Right. Were you util- using any of these drugs, but particularly DMT at the time of this abduction. How do you know that, Michael? Where do you get your information from? I'm just speculating. So you were. You were under the influence of... That's suspiciously accurate. So you were doing DMT. I'm starting to feel like there's, there's someone talking in your ear. I don't... I have to be very careful. I've there's been there have been assassination attempts on my life really because of the information that I know. Tell me about tell me about some of these assassination attempts. Um, you know, I just it's hard for me to go in public. First of all, before we say anything, it's curious how how open you are with talking to me about any of this in the first place, considering this is being aired. Right, but I mean that's the that's the burden I have to bear. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, like uh, look what happened to Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying that. That I'm not comparing myself to Jesus Christ, but I, it's, I'm, mean, pretty much, then. I'm pretty much am. This, you know, I'm, a, I'm a prophet in my own right of this modern age. Interesting. It's interesting that you think that. You know. Uh, and some people don't want that information out. They don't want that information to be... Uh, um, okay, so tell me... I, f- I forgot what I asked you now. <laughs> um, tell me about um, the, the assassination attempt. That's right. Um, okay, so then, uh, yeah, I was, uh, 
Okay, I was um I was at uh, I was visiting my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, in a uh, in her in an old folks home, you know, where grandmothers tend to live, and um, I was leaving. I was going to my car. It was kind of late. Mm-hmm. You know, we hung out. We played a lot of shuffleboard. We were out for qu- I was out, I was there quite a while. We um we kind of we kind of partied. Had a soiree of our own, you know, because mm-hmm. they really get down there. The old folks home. I love soirees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then I was I was on my way to my car, and then I. I heard a noise, you know, it was, it kind of sounded like the predator. Like the, like a. Yeah. That's, whoa, whoa. That's actually like, that's like very scary. I'm, I'm experiencing some PTSD okay, here, Michael. Right, I apologize. No, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Um, wait, are you one of them? Am I a predator? <laughs> or was, am I an alien? You have to tell me, you know, it's like if you're a cop, you have, <laughs> is that, is you, that have so? to, you have to tell me. I, I'm not. Okay. Okay. I'll trust you. I probably shouldn't, but I'll trust you. But um, I mean, they seemed like they were friendly, right? Why would they lie to you? They're more than one kind of alien. Uh, oh, we'll get into that. I want to exactly. hear more about the assassination. Time. Um, and then uh, yeah, I was on my way to my car, and um, mm-hmm. I heard that sound, and then um, and then a uh, a bullet whizzed by my head. Like and a like a human like a. Gun I mean, I didn't find a, the bullet. I just heard a loud sound, and um, I felt. Like a <laughs> something whiz past my cheek. If you can see, I have a scar. I'm struggling. My, okay, yeah. I mean, I let you get close, but I don't trust you that much. Okay, I, I'm not seeing a scar. To yeah, be clear. But um, yeah, and it just whizzed by my face. It um, it shattered my front windshield mm-hmm. of my car. Um, my uh, VW Bug. Oh, so then, that's um, sad. yeah. Um, are you you're judging my choice of automobile now? No, too? I'm saying it's sad that. Oh my god! I'm saying it's sad how, that the windshield. How shattered. unprofessional! <laughs> you're misunderstanding me at every I juncture. I am. I am. I am here to to bless you with the truth. You know, I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting my you life are. in danger just to be on your show. You are, and for you to continuously insult me like this. What kind of danger do you think you're in? I mean, you did say you were um, about to be assassinated. Like, uh, I'm. I've. I fear for my life every day um, of being shot, uh, boiled alive. Boiled. Is that another um, thing that va- you almost experienced? Vaporized. Yeah, that, you one's, know, that one's a no-brainer. Flayed alive. Can, you know? Were you ever almost boiled alive? I, uh, I mean, no. No. No, honestly. But I'm not, at this point, I'm not going to rule anything out. Hmm. You know. Don't go in any hot tubs. No, I absolutely don't. They're disgusting. It's now, like human soup. It is. Just, it is. It is gross. Uh, it's like it's like making. It's like boiling spaghetti water, but with a human in it. Absolutely, that's a that's a great description, Michael. Now, so you were doing DMT at the time of this abduction. Are you familiar? Allegedly. You said you basically said that's what happened. Basically, okay. That You're going sounds back like. Now. Sounds like a, I don't know if that would hold up. That's uh, allegedly. Anyway. All right. Person to person, you were doing DMT. Are you familiar with the the effects of DMT? Yeah, I've done it like at least six times. <laughs> how many, how many, how many hits of DMT did you do during this abduction? Allegedly. Man, I don't, I, you know, someone just passed me a pipe. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't pull out my scale <laughs> and weigh it by the 10th of a gram. Right. Michael. Okay. I just, you know, I was just, you know, I was in a, I was, a, I was in a more naive state of mind then. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't, I've, I have not experimented since. 
I've not done anything like that since. But at the time, you know, if someone passed me, if someone offered me free drugs, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say no. Cause I'm, you That's know, true. You're, I'm, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Ex- I don't know if that applies, <laughs> but I'm not a nerd. Right. Yes. Right. That's so. more. That's more apt. Uh, so, are you fam- Are you aware that a lot uh, that some of what you experienced uh, are similar, not exactly, but are similar to what someone might experience under the influence of of DMT? How do you How do you How do you know it's the DMT? It um, could just be aliens contacting them as well um it could be but uh, you know when people experience are under the influence of dmt they see like machine elves or like uh fourth dimensional beings like they describe like just like we described uh they see fourth dimensional beings they um you know they hallucinate yeah this sounds like more evidence to back up my case really yeah i think that um the difference between them and me is that they were uh, weak of will and mind. What do you mean? And I was I was destined to um, to receive this information. Hmm. In uh, in what in what makes you think that you are particularly special? Because they chose me, Michael. Why? Because I'm special. Do you think that it's possible that you hallucinated the whole experience? Absolutely not. Considering your physical body was still there uh, and you were – everyone said you were having a – would they think you were having some sort of like psychotic break or – We're more than just our physical body. Sure. You know, we are are spiritual beings. Sure. You know, so uh, I don't think it's that ridiculous to believe that they – you know, that they had taken my, yeah, my soul and my mind from my body because they, you know, what, what use is it anyway to them? You know, they, they, they can, you you don't even know, Michael, like your, your earlier, your, your comments about the, about growing clones, Reagan clones, Mm -hmm. this is all closer to reality than you realize. My only worry is and like, I'm not trying to discount the experience that you had where you saw, you know, you, you, you didn't experience time and you saw all parts of the universe and everything. I think that's beautiful, whether uh, tangible or not. I think that's a beautiful thing to have experienced. I appreciate that. My Michael. worry is, is the conspiracy of our world being controlled by aliens and, uh, and not saying that it's not true. I'm, I want to be very clear. I'm not discounting what you're saying. My worry is that pay, as first of all, calling yourself a prophet and painting it as gospel uh, seems problematic because it could uh, paint a false sense of rea- a potentially false sense of reality for other people. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand your concerns. And um, before I was enlightened, mm-hmm. I'm sure I would have had the same concerns. Yes. But... It's just the opposite, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to paint the truth, a true representation of reality. Well, what do you want people to do with this information? Just be prepared. For what? The end is coming. Hmm. Well, how can someone how can someone prepare for that? Um, by like is it the actual the end like everyone will die or is it like an apocalyptic event that people can survive? By like going on underground bunkers or something. 
No, they have they have plans for us, Michael. Who the aliens? The, the sorry, not the not the you know the the evil they the aliens the the um the ones that spoke to me. They have plans. When they come back, they uh, they're coming back for something. I don't quite know what. Mm-hmm. I believe it's under the pyramids. Really? But they're coming back for something. Mm-hmm. And then it's not necessarily that there's there will be no rapture as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's no zombie apocalypse. That's just absurd. Yeah. You know, there's it's it seems to me like it'll be more of a um like a a time, you know, there's those times in your life that you remember before. Mm-hmm. You remember what ha- you know, your life before and you remember your life after. Like 9/11. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be like that where the world will change. So there's gonna be definitely. another nine eleven. Maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you know, Michael? I don't know anything. Is this something you have inside information about? No. What are your sources? I, you. That's a pretty good source. Yeah, <laughs> I have to admit. So, uh, so people, what exactly? So you don't know exactly what the the uh, end times will be like. No, they they told me that um they would they would contact me again. Do you have a date? Um no, they they're very vague. Really? It's actually, you know, that's my biggest complaint probably with the aliens is how vague they are. They mostly speak in it's like I don't want to say riddles, mm-hmm. but it's almost like they're speaking in riddles. It's Ugh. things that you have to you have to analyze and discern, you know. It's like Seems things, rude. Yeah. That's actually I don't think in a higher state of existence like that, I don't think manners really exist yeah but you think they could at least like level with you yeah especially considering the burden that they've put on me Mm -mm. you know that's a shame do you ever think maybe trying to do dmt again uh to maybe try to re-bridge that connection you know what i understand your logic but um no at this point um i think i'm i'm perfect as i am i mean not perfect I can always, I can always uh, learn more and prepare myself more for the coming end times. But mm-hmm. I think my mind is uh, completely, completely able to uh, to deal with whatever they decide to you know bestow upon me when they come back, when they you know reconnect with me. I will be ready. Uh, and so, do you recommend? Um, that people be afraid of these aliens? Or do you think that... I mean, you said there are multiple types of aliens. Exactly. How many? Um, I, 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 uh, I know of three kinds. Can, can you describe each one? Um, well, there's the typical, like the Monstar type. Yes. And then, the ones um, that you are familiar with. Absolutely. Person. Um, and then they have a... Um, they have a... a, a a similar uh, ilk of alien that um, they work with, that I know that they work with. It seems like they trade with, hmm. that they help. Um, in the, the vision when they brought me to the past, um, it seemed like there was a coalition. Hmm. You know, I could, I could, it was hard to make out. I only saw a few faces. But then there is also a, a darker, the a ones darker that, type like, of alien. That, that, uh, that control the world? Absolutely. Evil. The ones that are after me. So who can you name that is an alien? Um, okay, let me think. Uh, David Boreanaz. Of course. Yes, ob- obvious alien. Um, Rain Wilson. Really? Yep, total alien. I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't expect um, a comedian to be an alien. 
Right. Um, they, they take many forms. Interesting. You know, they, they tend to hide in plain sight. Hmm. You know, you never, you never know. He's one of the, yeah. the, he played one of the, the greatest television characters of all time. Absolutely. You know, you, but you don't know. It could, you know, your, your family, your friends, mm-hmm. they could be aliens. I hope not. I mean, I don't know what purpose that would serve. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't seem like, you know, I, you know, no offense, but you don't seem like a really influential figure. Oh, where you. they where, where they would need to you know uh, get close to you yeah. to get any but I mean so I don't know got to start somewhere you you do have a lot of suspicious information well so for all I know they could be after I just think you I'm too. pretty good at inferring information from this conversation oh okay mm-hmm. okay so why do you think you were chosen um because uh, because my, you're not a particularly influential person either no because offense. my no I understand neither was Jesus. <laughs> Because my resolve is absolute, you oh. know. Because they know that I won't, I won't give up on this, this uh, quest. This quest, yeah, mm-hmm. that's an apt term. Yeah, I won't. I just, I'm not gonna just write it off as an, you know, as some drug hallucination. Yeah. Because I'm dedicating my life to this. Do you ever worry that you should maybe have written it off as a drug hallucination? Honestly, there are times that I doubt myself, mm-hmm. Michael, now that you say something. It's just, you know, sometimes it's it just... Oh, I'm sorry. It just, you know, it's like when you're, you know, when you, when you try, when you just try so hard, and you try so hard to, like, just spread the truth, and everyone just no, look, always look, doubts look, look. you, I'm you know? I'm sure it's you're just... right. I'm sure, it's to- <laughs> I'm sure you're totally right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. I'm strong. Hey. I told you. I'm... Hey, here, one of the juice box? Yeah, yeah, thanks. There you go. Yeah. Does that feel good? Yeah. Feel better? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. I'm sorry. No, it's, I'm no, sure, it's all right. It's, I'm, I'm sure the aliens, they're real. You, you, I'm sure you saw what you saw. I appreciate I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty, Michael. Is there anything uh, you want to share with the, the world? Uh, any Anywhere that people can find you? And any, uh, in the shadows. Want? In the shadows. You can find me Anytime in the shadows. Anytime you look at your shadows. Yeah, anywhere where the, the truth mm-hmm. may be hiding. Um, sure, are you uh, sure you don't want to give us your last name? Why do you want to know, Michael? It's just a painful picture. Ooh, you're 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 really tiptoeing on a fine line there, Michael. I'm just saying, my my listeners would be very interested in knowing your full identity. Uh, Why your your typical routines? Why uh, your bathing routines? Um. Not that I'm an alien. Oh, oh, yeah, because that's what an alien would say. Uh, well, come on, that's the first thing an alien would say. <sighs> Maybe. What if I told you I was an alien? How would you feel? One of the bad ones. Then I, I would run. I'd probably, I'd probably defend myself. Mm-hmm. I'd fight you to the death. All right. You know. Well, I we have we have a discussion to have after the show goes off the air. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the show, Jeremiah. You're welcome. Absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, and where, uh, you're not going to answer this question, but where can people find more from you? When the time comes, they won't need to look for me. Very nice. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with more fun. Bye guys. So yeah, I'm an alien.
Let my eyes are burning with maze Heard it like an animal These chains and blindfolds are unbearable And they all cheer as I'm carried away Just my size, my only crime Being alive Well, here I am Longing for what I thought could be home Whereabouts of my family are unknown I pray they're safe And I've found While I shed and sleep here On the cold hard ground And still they cheer As I'm carried away Turn a blind eye As I'm lost away in a cage that's just my size my only crime being alive in God we trust and in his name they slaughter us In God we trust And in His name They slaughter us One by one One by one I'm carried away Turn a blind eye As I'm locked away In a cage That's just my size My only crime Being alive Give me a touch of your Masses all yearning be free. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, all yearning. To be free. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, all yearning for what they thought was free. Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.